I'm Katie Brain and you're listening to Goodness Gracious Grief. Today I'm going to be talking about coffin keepsakes, the items you might want to put in your coffin before you are buried or cremated. Now if we go back in time then these items are sometimes referred to as grave goods and in many ancient cultures the idea behind this was to bury loved ones with personal items so that they would be available in the afterlife. You can take this idea right back to ancient Egypt where people were buried with items they used during their lives like weapons or jewellery. And pharaohs, for example, would be buried with beautiful jewellery and clothes so that they could travel in style to the afterlife. Tutankhamun, for example, was buried with over 50 garments of the finest linen including tunics, scarves, gloves and headdresses. However, the purpose of grave goods was not to show off the dead person's status, but to provide the soul with what they might need in the afterlife. But I think it's fair to say that burying personal items with a body can also help as a coping mechanism for grief. To give you a bit of an idea, I thought I would highlight a few famous funerals and items that they chose to be buried with. So let's start with Roald Dahl. Now, his coffin was filled with some of his favourite possessions, including chocolates, a pricey bottle of burgundy, snooker cues, HB pencils and a power saw. Now let's look at Bob Marley. Can you guess what he had? He was reportedly buried with five items. These included his red Gibson Les Paul guitar, a Bible, a football, a very sentimental ring that was given to him, and you guessed it, some marijuana. Now Frank Sinatra. He was buried his way with a bottle of Jack Daniels whiskey, a pack of Camel cigarettes and a Zippo lighter. But really interestingly, he was also buried with 10 dimes. And that's because apparently he always wanted to make sure he had the change for a payphone. Now, moving on to today's chat. Research conducted by Co-op Funeral Care has revealed that most bizarre things people have requested as coffin keepsakes prior to their death. Now, the list consists of a range of household objects, snacks and other miscellaneous objects, shall we say. But included in it, wait for it, was a false leg, a pair of clown shoes, a pork pie and a set of skis. Also a broomstick, playing cards and half a bar of chocolate. I mean, you could at least put the full bar in, hey? To talk more about this, I'm joined by Graham Nichols, Director of Affinity. That's a network of 1,200 evangelical churches and ministries in the UK. Here's how the conversation went. Placing things in a in a casket or a coffin, it, it's an old tradition, isn't it? And what is the kind of reason behind it? Is it a way to make it more personal for for everyone what do you think graham I'm, I'm not an expert on the history but i think historically um and kind of across the world it was it was less to do with kind of things that were connected with them that you could kind of remember them by but more to do with something that may in some way uh help them in the afterlife so i think in the history of it it's more to do with that 
you know, whether it's, it's coins on the eyes or whether it's things that are buried in, in Egyptian pyramids. I think, I think they're all about sort of helping you in the, in the transition from death through to another life. Um, I think that's quite different as to things that now get put in coffins, which is probably more to do with things that you think sort of connect with them in some way or that you associate with them. But yeah, yeah I think historically it's more to do with let's help you through the journey somehow. Absolutely. And before we talk about the more stranger items that have been put into coffins, what are, you know, the most common items people are buried with? Is it, you know, a a religious book, for example? Yeah, sometimes. I think, to be honest, it's still pretty, it's more common. I mean, there is is stories of of the bizarre things that we'll talk about in a minute, but I I think it's it's more normal to to just kind of concentrate on, you know, do we want them in particular clothes? do we do we want to leave the wedding ring on or off or any kind of you know bits of jewelry or things that that were kind of you know were generally on their person um uh and you know the occasional but but I think generally speaking not in in my experience um so it's it's not a it's not a big thing i think it's 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 a bit of a story when there's a more sort of novel thing but I still think the majority of of people whose relative or friend dies kind of don't want to think too much about it um you know i, I saw my father when he died because uh, i happened to be in in the hospital with him but i, I don't know of many couples you know of many sort of you know, couples where one has died where the where if the partner wasn't there that they desperately desperately want to go and see the, the 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 body and get involved you know deeply with what exactly goes in the coffin and all those sort of things you, you mentioned clothing there. Now, that's a, a really good point. Um, I think it was an article I read in ABC News uh, where the manager of an Australian uh, funeral centre, she um, said that she could write a book on everything that she had seen. And one thing that stuck out particularly for her was she said she had someone buried in their underwear and wrapped in their favourite blanket they used to sit in with their TV remote because that was how this guy was remembered and that was how he's buried. Now, I buried my dad in a suit and I look back now and I think, why did I do that? Because my na- my, I think I saw my dad wearing a suit maybe twice in his whole life. He was always in a rugby shirt now, so I'm kicking myself. Yeah. Why, didn't I do- why didn't I do that? So what is the importance of, of choosing the clothes someone's buried in? I mean, obviously, for the majority of people involved in the, in the funeral sort of process, it has no significance because, uh, you know, we don't have open caskets mm-hmm. here. Um, but for the sort of the, the close relatives who made that choice, I suppose, like yourself, they're always going to remember that. Um, you, know, you, you can still remember now that the, the suit decision. So I think it's more about the, the living um, and what what they want to have as their sort of lasting memory of, of what that, that person was buried in um, more than you know, how it might help the person themselves. Because uh, uh, I think in, in, in the afterlife, whether your dad was wearing a suit or anything else, will make a lot of difference. But I think it's more how you remember him. Yeah. And that kind of last, that last sort of sight. Um, so yeah, I think it's 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 not desperately important. But I think it's it, it's a decision to make and one that that you will remember about the clothing and about yeah, you know, kind of wedding rings. I think you know, there's a sort of you can argue either way, can't you, about some bits of jewellery? You know, suppose it was a wedding ring and you you wanted to keep it uh, if you were the spouse. Um, you know, and, and even to wear it or wear around your neck or something. You know, there, there's all those options. Or do you want to leave it with them because uh, you want to kind of you want to, them to die, sort of symbolising the fact that they're still married to you. So there's 
there's those kind of marginal decisions. I don't think there's a right and wrong. I think it's a it's just a preference thing. Yeah, I hadn't thought about the wedding ring. That is that is quite a difficult decision, isn't it? Mm. What do you think? is you know the biggest inspiration for what people take into the afterlife you know if it's something that someone hasn't even thought about before should you be thinking about a favorite hobby or or something similar i think because i'm uh, a christian pastor and some of the people i get involved with uh, in terms of their funerals are are not christians they're not believers um and so their focus is a bit more on on those kind of things Um, Quite a lot of the people I bury or cremate, um, get involved in cremating, are are Christians who I suppose tend to focus more on the kind of fact of the afterlife than anything to sort of carry them through. Um, but there is an important process of grieving and and remembering. So I think anything that that sort of positively remembers. The, the person and kind of affirms what was good about them. Anything that does that is, is good. So, you know, whether it was a, a, a hobby or something about their character, um, but just like with the clothing, it's, it's much more about the living. Uh, it's about uh, it's about what they might kind of want to remember. Um, and with funerals, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, as you know, from your own experience, it's, it's important to get the right balance between celebration of life and grieving of death uh there are in in everyone's life there are things to celebrate and one might say some more than others but uh there's always stuff to celebrate but it's always a grievous loss as well and if you if you go into a sort of denial process and say oh, i just want to make this a celebration and uh you know everyone wear fancy ties and and you know party on uh I think that's a denial of the, of the reality of death, but also the reality of the sorrow that the person isn't there. Uh, but on the other hand, if if there's if there's no celebration of the life and thankfulness for the life, that's also unbalanced. Um, so I think uh, anything that might go in the in the, the coffin is is part of you know just maintaining the balance, not to be so completely frivolous and ridiculous about it that uh, that you don't really grieve the fact that it's it's a really sad thing. Um, but you know, something good that you might better remember them by. So I'm going to make a confession here. I haven't told many people this, but when I buried my dad, I in his pocket I put um, a tin of tobacco because that's what he, he always smelled like. He always had his tobacco on him, and I also put in his sheepskin coat just because every time I saw him, he was always wearing a sheepskin coat, and I didn't, I couldn't face throwing it away or, or giving it away because it was his. So I thought, I'm just going to yeah. put it in the coffin. <laughs> it like a full, full length sheepskin coat. Full length sheepskin coat, yes. It's folded up oh, in the yeah. of his coffin. But I, I, I'm thinking of the logistics of it, <laughs> squeezing <laughs> well, it in there. <laughs> well, the, they did ask me, they're like, is he being cremated? Because you won't be able to put that in. I was like, no, he's being buried. It can go in. It's absolutely fine. <laughs> but I just, I couldn't part with it in any other way. I was like, he's he's got to have it. But I'm sure that's not the most weird object that has been placed in the coffin. So what have you heard of and what surprised you? You're slightly distracting now with your, your thing about things that can't go in um, coffins that are going to be cremated. Well, um, we co- we'll come back to that. <laughs> yeah, that's a, obviously there's a list of things that you can't um, that you can't take. Some of the things that um, in a news item, oh, it was a co-op funeral care who, who often, I think, for, for publicity purposes, constantly do surveys and release stuff about um, 
various things to do with funerals about the style of them and changing trends and so on. But some of the things that they listed that people either were buried in or with uh, was a Wizard of Oz costume, an Argos catalogue, a broomstick, um, sometimes practical things like a torch, a mobile phone, a pork pie for one. Wow. And I, I'm, I'm a lover of pork pies. They've got to be good quality, though. But, <laughs> but, and so I, I, I could imagine a pork pie, but it just seems a bit weird. But anyway, a toffee crisp is another one, a dustpan. Um, and brush. <laughs> you can't just have a dustpan right. without a brush, can you? No. And, um, and some playing cards. Uh, okay. So those are some of the weird things. Sometimes they're more um, sentimental, like letters or photographs, um, as I mentioned before, wedding rings. So I was trying to justify a lot of those. I thought Wizard of Oz costume, maybe someone was theatrical, maybe they were in the Wizard of Oz. Um, yeah. But an Argos catalogue, do, do you know any more information on what that was about? No, I don't, but I, I assume it was it was not because they thought it'd be functionally useful um, in the afterlife, you know, like they were going to make orders. I presume it was because they wanted to uh, kind of symbolise perhaps that either that person worked in Argos or perhaps bought all their furniture and electrical items from Argos. Um, it was sort of like a thing. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes funny things are associated with people, aren't they? Like... You know, it might be it might be a family joke. You know, yeah. whatever they've got. Oh yeah, I bet you got it from Argos because that's all they do. <laughs> um, you get you get sort of family traditions, don't you, about where you buy stuff from, and it goes through phases. Uh, so yeah, I, I guess it was to do that. And a dustpan and brush. Did that person just like cleaning? Do you think? <laughs> Quite possibly, um, or maybe they thought they may need it somehow to fend off evil spirits. You know, who knows. And a pork pie. I understand, yeah. you know, food, and often you hear stories about people taking their favourite drink with them. So maybe they would yeah. eat a big pork pie fan. But if you thought you were going to get hungry, I think I would, I would take a lot more than that. <laughs> Quite, yeah. I, I think it's, it, it's. Um, yeah, I think they do fall into those two categories still. Uh, and thought about it, but. I suppose in some ways there are things that reflect what the person is. I think that's the majority of, of those items are to do with the now. I suppose there still is a little bit of a, a thought in us, even if we're not Christians and we don't, you know, we don't believe in Jesus and the resurrection and so on, there is still a thought that maybe there's some, there is some afterlife and maybe there's something we need there. So, you know, the torch and the mobile phone, it, it may be to sum up that's what kind of person they are, but I think to, particularly to do with the torch, there's a kind of thought that maybe there is an afterlife and a torch might be handy if it's a bit dark. Yeah, um, I, thought, I thought about the torch and you also said uh, like a, a mobile phone. Um, yeah. These things, they do kind of make sense. Do you think maybe it's also that that fear of, of death and people just want that, that bit of safety with them, something to, to guide them? What Do, do you think there's a, a deeper meaning behind that? Uh, I, I think so. Um, I think there is a... I think we have a strange relationship with death, don't we? That we don't, we kind of don't want to talk about it until it happens. Yeah. Um, we, we're basically in this country secular materialists in that we kind of think this life is all there is, and then you then you just become you know rotten fertilizer. Mm. But on the other hand, we kind of think there is more to life and there is an afterlife. And so I think when it when it comes to someone dying, we 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 kind of trained to think, you know, in the majority, we're trained to think there is no afterlife. But 
at funerals, if when you speak to people, uh, whether they're Christians or not Christians, they, they want there to be an afterlife. And they have this kind of uh, expectation that their dead relative is somehow living on and looking at them. Uh, it's, it's a very strong perception that people have. So do we know how many people have actually thought about what they would like to be buried with? Is it something, you know, uh, a lot of people do and, and plan or is there still, you know, a lot of education and a lot more that we need to do to, to talk more openly about death and dying and our wishes for our loved ones? Yeah, I think when it comes to, to items in the, in the coffin, but also the whole sort of set of arrangements, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a bit dull, but I think actually making provision is a really good thing. Uh, as I mean, at any age, but particularly as you kind of enter post-retirement age, I think it's, it's definitely worth making sure you've made provision. So uh, at, at a sort of financial level, there's some clarity, but also uh, tidy your house up. So there's not a great burden on your um, uh, the, the, the ones you, that you leave behind. Yep. You know, they're kind of both confused and frustrated with quite how many you know screws there are in your shed mm-hmm. um, or whatever it is. Um, but also uh, plan the arrangements. If, if if you want hymns or songs, you know, choose those. If you want a particular person to lead the service, think about that. Uh, you know, obviously make uh, all the kind of will arrangements and, and and those kind of things. But but also any other kind of preferences. And I, I, I was chatting with someone yesterday about how they'd spoken with their parents about. Uh, they used the word tone. Uh, I understand what they meant. The kind of what tone they wanted for their funeral. You know, this person was talking to their parents about that. Um, which I think was you know was a healthy healthy conversation to have. That uh, her parents are in their sixties, so it's not like it was uh, likely to be a conversation about something that's going to happen in a year's time. But to have that conversation when they're relatively young and can, in a sort of calm way, chat about, it, I think is a really good thing. And let's just go back to cremations again. I obviously mentioned the the sheepskin coat that was in my dad's coffin, mm. but they told me that if he was being cremated, that couldn't happen. So are there certain objects and items that just are not possible when someone's being cremated? Do you know what? I, I, it's a really interesting question because I, I vaguely knew that, but didn't really. <laughs> and I did quite a lot of cremation. And I, I, it's, a, it's, a piece, it's a really interesting piece of advice that I think I need to need to actually get specifically. I think there is the thing about highly flammable materials. And you know, to, to put it bluntly, the, the human body is not highly flammable um, in that sense. So there is something about that, but I don't know the, the real specifics. So so you've actually made me want to, to talk to the funeral directors because I'm involved with one in the next couple of days to actually ask that specific question. And then I'd better come back and give a really intelligent answer with actual details. Oh, yeah. But I'm sure any of your listeners, I'm sure any of your listeners can Google it. Every piece of information known to man is on there somewhere. I, I'm pretty certain metal is is yes. no go, isn't it, for cremation? So things like wedding rings and that you're you're not allowed. They will have to be kept, I believe. Yeah, I think so. But I, I think I think the sheepskin coat comes in the. <laughs> uh, the flammable, but yeah, I'm slightly surprised by that because clothes definitely are allowed. Um, it, it's so, a big coat. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe just the, the combination of that with other things. I don't know, but yeah, it's an, it's an interesting question. And just before um, I let you go, Graham, can we just have a, a little chat about why do you think it's so important that you know we we have these conversations about death and dying? 
now why would you recommend that loved ones sit down at the dinner table and and have a conversation about this one day well um i think there's there's a practical reason and there's a, there's a sort of spiritual reason i guess so the practical reason would be when your your loved one dies there's lots of shock at first and sadness but there's also lots of practical things to arrange and you would want that to be as easy as possible for them. And the, the, the way to make it as easy as possible is by having the discussions now so they know roughly what your preferences were or if you have none, um, but, but it's better if you have some. So roughly what your preferences were and that they can make the arrangements well in a way that you would have wanted and that sort of practically it all kind of works through. I think from a sort of spiritual point of view, it's, it's really worthwhile having these conversations because... Part of the human condition is that we do worry about life and death. And, uh, you know, as a, as a Christian, I want people to think about life and death. And is there an afterlife? And did Jesus actually rise from the dead? And what does that mean for us? And, you know, if, if he did, can I rise from the dead? And let's discover more about him while I'm alive rather than when I'm dead. Absolutely. And just before I go, I was thinking really hard last night that if I was to be buried what would I want to be buried with and I really I really struggled I was thinking I quite like my photography so I thought oh maybe I'll take a camera with me um and then I was thinking oh do I want a chocolate bar because I read about chocolate but I'm not a big chocolate eater and then I thought would I want my favorite drink but then I didn't know what my favorite drink was so I'm just interested to know if you decide to be buried do you know or would you want anything in your casket or coffin that's oh, a really interesting question. I feared you might ask me this. Uh, I I think I would take a piece of technology because um, although I'm involved in Christian full-time Christian work, I'm, I'm actually grew up selling technology when I grew up. Um, I had my first job involved with engineering, electronics, selling technology. So I love technology. So, uh, you know, I fear something like a phone might be in there because cause I'm, I'm kind of 24-7 available on the phone. So... Uh, if, if you were trying to symbolise something about me, that sadly might be it. Um, you know, other alternatives might be one of my dogs because I've got two dogs which I like very much. Um, but that would involve obviously them not being alive anymore, so that that might not work. Um, I've so, yeah. read about people being buried with animals, and yeah. <laughs> I, I, I get I I read something about uh, a woman whose cat was quite elderly and she passed away, and the the cat was so sad and grieving itself so the family put the cat down and buried the cat with her which is kind of nice in a way i guess but also oh yeah but intervening and putting the cat down sounds a bit strong yes i'm not sure how i feel about that one i mean i love my dog to pieces but i wouldn't wish that no no definitely not no i mean i'm I'm kind of flippant about it because uh it's, it's not a big deal for me um but you know some nice some smart clothes i guess and um, I, I love the fact that I, I didn't want to, but I love the fact that I actually saw my dad in the hospital bed at, at the moment that he died. I, I never wanted to do that, but I, I enjoyed the fact that I did um, for kind of seeing that moment um, and having to some degree a, a sort of closure on it. So I, I think a significant thing and, and probably worth seeing the body, although it's not it's not always done, but you know, if, you, if you're not there at the moment and, and you're a very close relative, a husband or wife or something, uh, getting to the funeral director to see that. So I know it was a, I know it was a slightly um, light-hearted end, but I've just gone serious again. I, I was at the hospital when my dad passed away and I did go and see him after as well. I think I was probably in the room for 
a minute, even less, but I'm so yeah. glad that I did because otherwise I would have been thinking, you know, I, I wish I, I wish I'd done it. And even though it was, you know, less than 60 seconds I was in there, uh, I said my goodbyes and it's something that, that needs to be done. And you don't want to yeah. live with any regrets once someone has gone. So I guess I'm yeah. just, why I'm doing this is, you know, just to put it out there and get everyone talking and have those conversations make those decisions now um, so you know that you're doing the right thing when a loved one does pass away <laughs>